0: Welcome, everyone, to the second Believe in Navy Football podcast. I'm Bill Wagner of the Baltimore Sun Media Group and the Capital Gazette newspapers. I've been covering Navy for 25 years, uh, Navy football beat writer, and I am joined by two of the greatest players in the triple option era of Navy football, fullback Eric Catani and quarterback Keenan Reynolds. Uh, real quickly, I'm going to, Talk about last week's uh, season opener on Saturday. Navy took it on the chin for Marshall, 49-7. to It was uh, didn't start well, and, and it didn't go well the whole way. Uh, Grant Wells, quarterback for Marshall, connected with the wide receiver Talik Heaton on a 44-yard pass on the very first play from scrimmage. And uh, Wells and his receivers pretty much played pitch and catch for a good part of the game. Uh, Marshall led 21-0 at halftime they quickly extended that to 28 nothing early in the second half um, before we go into some of the details of the game and the uh, get the analysis from Eric and Keenan I want to talk about something near and dear to the heart of our producer Chris Cervello which is betting on college football I wanted to let you know that the Believe in Navy Football podcast presented and sponsored by Bet Online it's that time of the year again and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the season as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including Online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest, which is open now at Bet Online. Head to the website of your or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Take advantage of the opening day super promo. And make a bet on Thursday's September 9th season opener between Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sports book experts. All right, gentlemen. uh, First and foremost, why don't you give me your thoughts on what you saw on Saturday? I don't think this is what any of us expected. Um, I kind of envisioned as Marshall Navy being relatively evenly matched. uh, I made a prediction that the Navy defense would carry the day while the offense is still, you know, getting its act together, and that Navy could win twenty to seventeen. I never envisioned a veteran defense with 13 total players with starts under the belts, more like 20, 22 guys that have seen significant action. I did not expect the defense to get about 49 points and over 400 yards. So Eric first, then Keenan weigh in on what your thoughts were on that opener.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with the, you know, offense takes a longer with the triple option, of course. But the thing is with the game, if you look at the stats, now we had the ball for 41 minutes, like without, you feel the stats is forty-one minutes. We're just not finishing. You know they didn't finish on the offense. They didn't finish offensive line didn't finish the block. A backs didn't finish the blocks. B backs didn't show up. It was it was it was tough for them to see finish. And what you're saying is, you know, with the start off that type of game with Marshall high tempo anything else, you know, we can't let them, you know, throw the ball like Swiss cheese through our whole defense. It was it was hard to watch overall. And even watching the post game press conference with Coach Niemann talking about, he's just. Using disbelief as well, you know, especially with the, the time on the clock and everything else, we we just got to finish and you know make those plays, and the, and the quarterback needs to you know be more stout, which he always said, and um, you know hopefully that we can move on to the next week with Air Force, with you know a little more of our same style of play, and see where that you know takes your season. It's the first game, you know, it's it's tough, you know, it's a tough pill to swallow, but you know I'm looking forward to Air Force.
2: Keenan, yeah, you know that was uh that was a rough one. I was uh just kind of confused watching the game. i mean, I, I pulled some stats um, because a lot of times when you watch the game, you know, don't really tell the whole story. And I, I, I thought some of the stats were pretty interesting. So, I mean, first of all, we rushed for 337 yards, which I'm not sure if we topped 300 last year or not, but, I mean, that's a great way to start. So I, I kind of want to focus on a little bit of the positives here. So we rushed 337 yards. We held Marshall to only 101 yards rushing. Now, if we were playing on Sundays, 101 yards rushing is a good day. <laughs> but in college football, to keep a team at 100 yards rushing, the problem was Marshall had all of their touchdowns except for their backup quarterbacks uh, passing touchdown in the end of the game were on the ground. Six rushing touchdowns, unacceptable. I mean, you, you only give up 100 yards rushing, but you give up six rushing touchdowns. So I think that's the first thing. Also, Four fumbles, but we only got one. You got to get those balls on the ground is ours. So I think the story of this game is missed opportunities. Um, you get to the red zone four times, you only score once. The best years I had in Navy, my sophomore and my senior year, the best years we had off were two. The two best years we had offensively, we were unstoppable in the red zone. I think we were uh, north of like ninety five percent red zone efficiency. So in our offense. That tells the story of a game. When you're 25% in the red zone, you have two red zone turnovers, a block kick, and an interception in the end zone, you're going to lose the game. We don't have the firepower. Our offense isn't built to 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 roar back that. We are the offense that we, we, carried, we hold the ball for 40 minutes, and we score every time we get in the end zone – or in the red zone, excuse me. So, you know, I think that is kind of the story. I, I really don't want to be too critical um, – because I I remember my my freshman year, we played San Jose, got shut out at home, um, and then we went to Air Force the next week, and everybody was worried about us that we were one and three. Or how are they going to do it? And we won. So completely new week, um, and you know we'll get into Air Force later this week. But I really think that when we just look at the stats, I think missed opportunities is a story, and I mean I'm just really disappointed in, in our red zone efficiency. Yeah, one
0: for five in the red zone, and then a real another key statistic, a total of 11 for 26 on third or fourth down opportunities. Uh, so we're not, we're not able to convert. Um, so we're, let's talk real quickly quarterbacks with Keenan, and then I'm going to get into fullbacks with Eric because there's uh, two of each, and we're going to kind of analyze uh, what you're seeing with these two. So Ty Lavatai got the start, and as described, he's kind of the big Will Worth, uh is the comparison that's been often made with Ty, and he was as advertised between the tackles-type runner, uh, powerful. He had a nice forward lean. Uh, you know, he got, had a couple nice gains, a couple runs, but he's not going to break it. And then uh, Xavier came in, and he played – ultimately, Xavier played more than Ty, but that was because Ty went down with a knee injury early in the third quarter. But, you know, Xavier's more of a slasher, and he broke a couple runs. I think I had that he had – Runs of 16, 18, and 19 yards. So a little bit of more of a breakaway threat, a big play threat. Keenan, what did you see out of those two quarterbacks, sophomores, Ty Lavatai and Xavier Arline?
2: Yeah, I think Ty was I saw a couple of plays where he was a bit gun shy. Um, where he kind of was going through his motion, pulled the ball down. Um, you know, kind of to your point, I I don't I think they're there is a there's a role for both in the offense. I think that's probably a little bit of a hot take right there, but here's why. I think we need somebody back there that can slash you. Um, I think that that's going to be it, somebody that's a threat to break away uh, is is important. But I think that Ty's a better a better passer at the moment in the offense than uh, than Xavier is. He feels looks a little more comfortable. Now, granted, both of them, I mean, we had what eight, like eight sacks, I think. So it was a tough day driving back and throwing the ball because at a certain point, there's no more threat of play action. They know that the pass is coming. When you're down 28 nothing, you know what I'm saying, and you have to throw the ball, they kind of just pin their ears back. We've never been good in those situations. But I think, you know, Ty looked more, a little more comfortable earlier on. I think he missed a couple of throws, though. Uh, missed a few reads as well. Uh, you know, those things can't happen. And, and a lot of times – when, when quarterbacks misreads, it, it's not really seen on TV. If you don't know what's going on in the offense, it just kind of brushes by. And it's just like, dang, what's going on? Why can't they execute play calling? Offensive line, you know, you just throw out a uh, throw spaghetti at the wall for problems. But ultimately, sometimes it's just as simple as they miss the read and it, it blows the whole play. And then you think about it like this, right? First and 10, you miss a read. Now, second and 13. What do you call? What do you call a triple, op- triple option offense? Um, do we do, do we do just a straight dive? Okay, we do the dive and get three yards, now it's third and ten. What do we call? We throw the ball. Well, they know we're gonna throw the ball. Well, what's gonna happen when that, when, when, when they know what's coming? They're gonna pin their ears back. They're gonna man up pin their ears back. Good luck. You know, we might make a play. There's no threat of play action. We've never been a spread a, a spread team. What do you do? So, you know, from a play calls perspective, those are the things that go in mind. We we function best when we don't have the delay of game penalties. We don't have false starts instead of put us in first and fifteen. Because we want to stay ahead of the stick, we want to be in third and four, we want to be in third and five, we want to be in second and six. That's where we live, and we didn't we didn't do a good enough job getting there for various reasons. I think the mistake can be you know identified across the board, but ultimately, I think that's that's kind of my analysis from a quarterback perspective. Um, But I think it I think it'll get better, but it has to get better fast. There's not many days between you know now and Saturday. Well, so real quick, I'll just give
0: the numbers. Uh, ty Lavatai finished with 18 yards rushing on 16 attempts but that's because he took five sacks um i think i parsed out the numbers if you take away the five sacks that was 11 rushes that were positive and i think he was around 47 yards gained on 11 rushes and you know he he averaged like four yards of carry that's what he is he's he's yeah. good if you can keep get four yards of carry you're gonna convert first downs exactly. uh, Xavier came on and he had 76 yards rushing on 16 carries. Xavier took two sacks. And then uh, toward the end, they brought in Messiah Maynard because he's a better thrower than Xavier, and they needed to throw the ball, and he took two sacks. So uh, nine sacks total that Marshall put on Navy. And uh, final passing numbers between the three quarterbacks, five for 16 with two interceptions. Um, Let's go on. And real quick, before we go any further, I'll tell you that today – Coach Niamatololo said that Ty Lavatai was undergoing an MRI on his knee, but it had already been determined by team doctors that it would not require surgery. So it's just really, really sore. He got leg-whipped by a defender. It was a handoff to James Harris II, the fullback, and he got leg-whipped by accident by a defender. So I don't think he's going to be able to go this weekend. I think you're going to expect to see Xavier Arline against Air Force. Eric, let's move on to the fullbacks because we have two of those as well. And I was curious as to what you saw. Isaac Ruos got the start, and he was described as a Vince Murray type, and he kind of looked like that. He's a four- or five-yard guy, but he's not going to break one long. Um, Isaac finished with 63 yards on 15 carries. James Harris got more playing time. We did not see hardly any of James Harris' the second in the first half. And then suddenly in the second half, he got a lot more action, and he did break a couple runs. Longest was 27 yards, and James Harris ends up finishing as the – Leading ball carrier on the day, 80 yards on 11 carries, and that was almost entirely in the second half. So tell us what you saw out of the two fullbacks, Ruos and Harris.
1: Vince Murray is a very good uh, analogy, you know, for Isaac. Um, Straight up and down, uh, you know, likes it the whole fast, and it's it's hard to see, you know, just with one game with these two guys. It takes a long time, and like what Keenan was saying is it's not always – what the you know the, the people think when they're watching the game, is the reads, is what the defense is giving. It's how it's how the linemen are moving, how they're blocking, how they're comboing up front, how they're getting up to the second level, even if they get to the third level. That didn't really happen throughout the entire game. Um, you know, Harris did a great job. You know, he had got his blocking for um, Pass Pro was a little uh, a little shaky, but you know, overall for a first game and you know, 40 yard, or 40 minutes of playing it's also conditioning thing that takes over, you know, you got training camp first. And then I think about Adam Ballard and myself rotating for the first beginning of the season, actually helping out, you know, playing fullback and the triple option, as most people know, is very, very hard on your body. It's very hard on your arms, very hard on your shoulders, very hard on your, your just pretty much everything. After the games, you feel like you, you know, got a car accident because if the quarterback's pulling it, you're taking the hit. If the quarterback's not pulling it. You're still taking the hit so with these guys and you know still you know young in the ages of playing the game i'm happy with two of the guys you know right now rotating kind of getting their bodies into it you know once you have that one guy you can rely on with the days of you know kyle eckle um you know myself like it takes a hard tone your body so right now i'm happy with these guys hopefully the coach get them right get them healthy um, you know, the quarterback situation, it's, it's going to be hard because you want to make sure that the quarterback and the fullbacks get enough reps together and have that same uh, you know synergy. So it's going to be yeah. a, a great game, I think, next week.
0: Yeah, I think 143 yards between two fullbacks would be great. Coaching staff take that each day. You mentioned yeah. pass protection. The one play that you're talking about is a, a Marshall. <laughs> oh, my God. I now, said was just
1: thinking, two or 32. He came down. I don't think. I don't think he saw him fully and he, he was like in play action kind of moving back. And it was, it was just bad timing, I believe, but it was. Yeah, I,
0: in the press box, I said, no man, that slot, Navy slotback just got crushed in there. Like it wasn't a slot back. <laughs> it was a fullback. Um, but he yeah. got chucked like he was a rag doll. Yeah.
1: I've, I've been there before and you know, it's not fun. Um, happens to everybody. Happens to everybody. I, it happened to me many yeah. times and I, it's just it's just you take it, you know, you take it, move on to the next week and you learn, hey, let's drop your butt. Let's get moving. Let's let let's brace up. So, you know, Marshall's a good team. You know, it's, they're not BYU like last year, you know, but hey, they're a good team.
0: So let's talk about the defense, because really, frankly, you know, you talked about one for five in the red zone. So that means Navy could potentially have scored somewhere in the range of twenty eight to thirty five points um, had they been able to finish. And something that Coach Nehemiah pointed out is when you're not scoring, the the offense on the other side is not under pressure. If you're scoring, then you put a little more pressure on the play caller, on the quarterback, you know, and that's where, you know, not finishing hurts as well. And that was a good point he made. But I I, I have to say I was very surprised by the defense. Total yardage, 464 yards. Obviously, most of that coming through the air, 363 yards passing. Grant Wells, the starter, finished 20 of 30 for 333 yards. Um, I was surprised because Coach Newberry, the defensive coordinator, Brian Newberry, is known for being aggressive. He likes to blitz from all angles. You never know what position could blitz in his schemes. And early on, they sat back in coverage. They were rushing three, dropping eight. Guy had all day to sit back and survey the field and find a receiver. And those receivers, Corey Gamage and the Talik Eaton that I mentioned, were both extremely fast. I don't think too many Navy D-backs are running stride for stride with those guys. You had big inside linebackers like Diogo Figo and Will Harbour dropping in coverage and not looking all that comfortable. I mean, you know, it's just – I didn't get it. Uh, Coach Nehemiah said in the postgame presser that the plan early on was to play coverage, weather the storm as he said i guess they wanted to try to see what marshall was doing before they decided because they did start bringing more pressure and it worked a mikey mcmorris came off a cornerback blitz uh caused a fumble one of the ones that keenan mentioned that navy did not recover would have been nice recovery because they was down in like the 20 yard line of marshall could have been uh set up easy points but they did start bringing pressure later but by then it was a little too little too late what, what did you all see out of the defense and were you surprised by the it looked like the old Buddy Green do dump break defense.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think I, I'm not as disappointed uh as, as most would be. And and there's a few reasons why. Um I think I'm more disappointed that they didn't capitalize on all the, the potential turnovers. I mean, we're looking at for them to get six just straight off of turnovers, two they had two picks. Um if they would have got all four fumbles, they would have had six turnovers, and you're going to win the game with six turnovers, period. Um, it's very hard to lose a game with six turnovers. But I would say uh, I think I'm okay with them playing coverage. The problem, I'm well, I'm, I'm more disappointed, less about the – necessarily the scheme, more in the players. Like you, you're dropping eight. The quarterback, he's going to have all day. We're not going to get pressure with three. We don't have Chase Young and jadavian Clowney rushing the passer. We're not going to get a lot of pressure just straight up three. We're not as big. As strong as some of these other offensive lines that we play, and then I mean, if you're getting the pressure with three, I mean, that's a, that's on the offensive line isn't very good. So I think uh, I'm okay with them playing that way, playing more comfortable coverage. I'm just more disappointed that the receivers were able to create so much space in that in, a, in such a you know soft zone. I mean, I think that's, I mean, it's come on the one hand, you know, with that much time, somebody's going to be open, but there's no reason why I first play guys streaking down the middle, wide open. Um, I mean, they're not running, they're not doing, you know, they're not in the lab drawing up brand new concepts. They're just doing basic concepts that a lot of, a lot of pro teams run and just attacking what the coverage gives them. And I think it's just a matter of execution on the player side. Um, So I'm going to put the onus on the players there. But having said that, I think once you see that it's become a problem, like that we can't play that way, I think that that's when you need to start dialing up the confusion you need to start disguising coverages and you start bringing pressure from different angles. And like to your point, Bill, when we did do that, we create turnovers. So I think you have to create confusion for these quarterbacks and, you know, not to get ahead of ourselves. But when we get back more in, at home, I guess you could say, and what the offense that we're going to be facing next weekend, I think that we'll see more of that. It won't be just sit back and stay still. But I think you got to kind of have that. Like we mentioned on Friday, you got it. You can't let these guys sit back and pick you apart. That that if it, you could drop eight when it's third and twelve, drop eight, we'll, we'll tackle, we'll rally tackle, first and ten, let's do some funky stuff. I mean, again, I'm okay with it if you can execute it, but we clearly couldn't execute it. Um, So now we got to do some stuff to get them out, get them uncomfortable, get them confused.
1: Eric, thoughts? Well, you I completely agree with that, but it's also there. You know, the other side of it, special teams, special teams mm. was they put the defense in a really bad position. You know, with them not executing and the block putt and then the log snapper and then just everything else that throughout the whole game special teams so when i was with the patriots bill belichick he was on pay, he was on special teams so much and you talked about the punt punt is the biggest game changing you have in the game that moves your field position from you know you're in the 20 now you pin them back to their, their 10 it goes both sides with that so the special teams did not help the defense at all, I I think, throughout the game, which, you know, caused those things. Again, with the coaches, you know, figuring out the schemes and figuring out, hey, why are we dropping eight? Let's figure things out. But Coach Niemann definitely, you know, pushed that in his post-conference of, you know, hey, we need to execute on all three phases, not just, you know, defense, but special teams need to pick it up as well.
2: For sure. And and another thing I think would have helped our defense, I mean, we've mentioned it, offense scoring, but you got to think about it. Football is a game of momentum. It's a game of you know, we've always fed off of each other. When we go down and we have a sixteen-play drive, seventy-five yards and score a touchdown, defense is re- they're we they're hyped, they're ready, they're rolling. They get a stop, we get the ball back, we go around and score again. Yeah, it's just a ball of momentum that just keeps rolling on downhill. It is, and oh. you know the defense, defense if they're rested, while we're
1: while we're doing what we're doing we are beating that defense down. Those yeah. guys. Don't want to play the triple option. Those guys are trying to go to the league. Those guys don't want to get cut. They don't want to see the A-backs come coming. They're watching games. No. They, I remember playing. They're looking at me like, "Can you guys? You tell your guys stop cutting." I'm like, "No, I, I, I'm not doing that at all." They're 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 in your head. So what you're saying, like you're saying, if we score those, you know, in the red zone three or four times, now we're back to even. You know, it, the triple option is it's it's a it's a chess game, and yeah. Coach Niamalolo and Coach Rasker do a phenomenal job of capitalizing. So hopefully. Next week we can capitalize on that,
2: and then you know last thing just for the defense the the turnover part right so you get a, you get a couple of picks you get a fumble recovery and nothing happens the offense goes out and punts the ball after three right. plays so that is demoralized yeah. and, and yes we won the time of possession but it's just like dang like what's happening like we 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 we're giving them opportunities I mean it's twenty one nothing to have. you know twenty one points is we've been we've been in a position where we've had to outscore people many times throughout my my career where we just have to be better than the other side and we go we know that going in like hey this is a good offense we got to help our defense out by scoring touchdowns we got to give them momentum by scoring touchdowns of making big plays by capitalizing on turnovers you can't have three turnovers and I, I don't know I, I'd probably have to go back and kind of dig into the film to figure out how many points we have scored off of it but it, let's just say we only got seven points off of three or one touchdown came off a of turnover so we got seven points off of three turnovers that's unacceptable should it be at least 21 points? And I mean, that changes and that changes the, the whole momentum there. And then you add in the red zones. I mean, it's a completely different game. but the good thing is it's all correctable. Yep. It isn't coaching. I think we got the players to get it done. Yep. It's just go out and do it. Like that's really all it is. Yep. and 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 you know, Ken, it starts at the quarterback.
1: Quarterback, quarterback runs 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 a machine. Once that machine's going, man, it's it's hard to stop. It's real hard to stop. You saw you saw Malcolm. You saw what you guys did. Once it's moving, teams have no, no idea. They, they, no, they, have, they, have no, they have no idea what to do. They're like, Well, what's this? This is happening here. This guy's okay, move on. Next play. So
0: well, guys, before we get to the alumni uh, spotlight, I want to talk about some exciting news. Our pod is partnering with playactionpools.com this season to bring some interactive fun to the sport we love most. You'll be able to get in on the action with our playactionpools.com football pick'em challenge which is open to everyone. Here's how it works. Sign up for our contest, believe football pick'em at PlayActionPools.com, and then get your picks in each week. We're going to select the 10 highest profile games of the week between NFL and college. Whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. Again, go to PlayActionPools.com and sign up for the contest, Believe, B-L-E-A-V, Football Pick'Em. And if you plan on hosting your own football contest, go to playactionpools.com today. They've got Survivor, Pick'Em, as well as cool sportsbook style concept called Build Your Bankroll. Playactionpools.com, your new home for all our office sports pools. And I know that our erstwhile producer, Chris Cervello, will be checking out playaction.com as well. Um, so let's do our alumni spotlight, which is going to be a weekly feature of our podcast. And, this week, I'd like to start with you two. Uh, when we did our opening pod, we talked a little bit about your time in the NFL, but you did serve, and now you are out of the military and in business. So let's start with Eric. Talk real briefly about what your service was like. I think you said you got into the uh, a public relations uh, uh, community. Um, did some? I remember running into an Army-Navy game, and you were doing some work along those lines in Philadelphia. Um, tell us a little bit about what you did in the military and what you're doing now, Eric.
1: Yeah, so uh, when I first graduated, I was selected for service warfare officer, um, got stationed down in Mayport, Florida, which is right outside Jacksonville, Florida. Um, immediately got deployed, um, got deployed to South uh, America doing drug ops and uh, military, military relations down there, circumnavigated South America, saw about 27 countries, and then um, after that, when I was transitioning to go you know, play in the NFL, uh, I lat transferred into the public affairs aspect. You know where you know, you saw me the Army Navy game on the sideline, um, going live, speaking to you know all the, the people and bringing the you know behind the scenes action there. Um, and then after I got transitioned from the Navy, did some recruiting as well, did some officer recruiting uh, in Ohio. I Found the officers uh, here to be pilots, intelligence, submarines, all different types. And then started uh, called businesses one uh, called meek solutions which we do government contracting we supply uh, assets to the vas military dod and fema another one is called paint true which is a directed to consumer art business which we bring um, you know any image you have to life in around 3 or 4 weeks we have around 2000 artists that work with us around the world so if you ever want a painting um, you know if you playing football if any, any image of you, you want uh, you know visit painttrue.com
0: well for those that don't know eric is a very talented artist in his own right and I've seen some of his work; it's fabulous. Um, Keenan, you were in the crypto community, I believe, and I remember speaking to you um, when you were not playing football. You did some reserve work that was in the crypto uh, field. Can you talk a little bit about what you did service-wise, and then what you're doing now?
2: Yeah, so I'm actually still in. I'm still in the reserves, uh, but you know, like you said, cryptologic warfare officer. When I graduated, really just kind of alternating between season and service. Uh, I mean, obviously, I did stuff during the season, but the bulk of my work was kind of in all seasons. Um, you know, I spent a lot of time at Fort Meade. Uh, got, you know, a big a part of my qualification at Fort Meade. And so I think, uh, you know, for me, that's kind of what I've been doing on the day to day or I don't know on the day to day, but, you know, one once a month and two weeks out of the year. Right now, I'm working at a, the best investment bank in the world. I can't say names, but I'll just say the best investment bank in the world uh, in the private wealth division. So you're you're able to say names. We we can say who you work for. Go ahead. Uh, no, I think it's, it's 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 more about them and, and less oh, about us. Ah, yeah. So,
0: gotcha. Yeah, okay. but when
2: when people hear the best investment bank in the world, they should know exactly what I'm talking about. So okay, uh, working with <laughs> them. Uh, been there for you know coming up on a year next month, and uh, it's been very very interesting experience, a lot of learning, my first actual real job that I've ever had. So um, that's cool. Uh, (laughs) But uh, yeah, so now I'm just kind of doing that. And then, you know, obviously I'm a Navy football super fan. So watching them and tracking them. All
0: right. Very good. Well, that concludes our podcast for this week, kind of wrapping up the Marshall loss and uh, we'll do another one later in the week, looking ahead at air force. We'll break that down and talk a little bit about some specifics with regard to air force I want to thank Chris Cervello, our producer, as always for his fine work. Uh, good job, Eric and Keenan. I thought you broke down the game very well. Very informative. Uh, we want to thank Bet Online again for their sponsorship of the Believe in Navy Football Pod. And until we talk to you about Air Force, uh, thanks very much for listening. We hope you're enjoying the Believe in Navy Football podcast. If you'd like to go further and look across the athletic spectrum of Navy sports, check out We Sing Second Sports, a regular podcast with John Schofield, Ward Carroll, and special guest Bill Wagner. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. That's We Sing Second Sports.
2: Thanks, and go Navy. Beat everyone.